Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jim Rosenhaus with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester. This is that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpiece. Silent, violent, living it up in the city. Got chucks on with Saint Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm too hot. Make a dragon want to retire, man. That is, that is, <laughs> to much chagrin of some, true. Very true. How's everyone doing tonight? Fantasy Jester here. Fantasy Jester show coming to, as always, Leesburg, Florida. How's everybody doing tonight? It is, uh, there's thunder in the distance. So uh, sometimes if I have to speak up or it sounds like someone's bowling behind me, I'm not out of bowling alley. I'm in lovely Florida where it rains at least once a day, every day during the summer. Hope, wherever you're tuning in, it is nice. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. Fantasy Justice Show brought to you by FantasyJusticeSports.com. Blog Talk Radio, BreadFromYourBed.com, Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach, Dying Middle Crack, and 84 Lumber. And we'll get to our fine sponsors later on. Oh, goody. Where's the Earth Shattering Kaboom? Well, the Earth Shattering Kaboom would be this show, folks. Star Wars. Jester mind tricks, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes, folks, it, it, it has been said that I speak way too much, this, that, the other, and I let everybody know what I think, all that stuff. And, you know, how about the stuff that I know uh, and that I don't say anything about, and I watch the mindless chatter go on, and I've got some jester mind tricks you know, all these supposed football know-it-alls out there, and in particular, in particular, because, and I guess because it's here in Florida, I have to deal with it a lot, uh, are the people that are just, they think they know football and then want to get in the same breath, say, Tannehill's no good, he shouldn't be here, uh, and we can never win with him, and he'll never take us to the Super Bowl and all that, and if you think you know football and you're saying that, I bet you don't know what the hell you're saying, and I'll have no problem proving that tonight. Jester mind tricks and uh, getting into some numbers tonight. Obviously, those of you tuning in that are fantasy fans, some of the numbers that uh, we'll talk about tonight, obviously, will be pertaining to fantasy sports. Where else would you go? FantasyJesterSports.com. Your kingdom for fantasy, sports, and more. 
And the more part could be anything. And uh, as some of the shows is, you can go pick up either on the website or on iTunes Fantasy Justice Show or FXC Live if you're a wrestling fan. That's our Wednesday night show. You know, baseball trade deadline tonight has come and gone. It's gone. Bye. Now you got the whole fake trades now. Now it's the revocable waivers, you know. Uh, I can still trade this guy, but whoops, they're going to take him back. And uh, That's all. That's, yeah. Then why have the trade deadline? It doesn't make sense. Anyway, we'll get on to that. Football camps are open. Where will Jester be this week? <laughs> on the road again. That's right. I'm going to be on the road this week visiting uh, one of the local Florida camps. Uh, tune in. Stay tuned in. And see which one I'll be joining this week. I will be talking about that later on. And, you know, also we're going to talk about Jester and the Sharks, no cage. Uh, For those of you uh, tuning in for the first time, again, we cover all sports and we cover extreme sports. You know, we cover, uh, you know, we've had skydivers on. We've had skydivers that have jumped a bunch of times and uh, all different types of uh, jump dives and all that stuff. And, even right down to Luke Aikens, uh, who jumped from a plane 25,000 feet. No parachute. That's right. If you haven't seen it, Heaven Sent, go on YouTube later on after the show, please. Uh, and check out Luke Aikens, Heaven Sent. It's an incredible, incredible stretch of the mind. What you can do is unbelievable compared to what a lot of people perceive you can do. You know, think about that. 25,000 feet, no parachute. And he lands into this, it looked like a postage stamp of a net. And it's the most incredible thing that you ever see. And matter of fact, he has said that what I'm about to do uh, with Ryan Walton and the gang down there, Deep Obsession and all that, is go in the water, sharks, no cage. Now, if you've paid attention on Fantasy Jester on the Facebook page or on Twitter, uh, you know, you've seen the pictures on Instagram. Uh, you've seen the pictures and, and or the video of the test run, some of the testing that I've had to go through to endure uh, by Ryan Walton himself. It, it was great. It was a, it was a personal, personal uh, charter that day. And we went out and... <clears throat> I had to go test it. I've passed all my tests. So tonight, tonight, later on tonight, stay tuned. We're going to let you know more about that. When am I going in the water with the sharks? What's happening? How can you see it? All that. We'll talk about that later. One of the other things that are going to happen real soon, and you all know it's coming. And if you don't know it's coming, shame on you. And if you don't know it's coming and you haven't tuned in before, duck. Uh, That's the best way to put it. The ball of energy that he is, and actually, seriously, the ball of knowledge that he is, is Jason Townsend, my co-host, both on this show. And again, I, I mentioned earlier the FXE Live show, the wrestling show that we do Wednesday nights. He uh, he is the optimum co-host. I mean, he makes, he, he, he truly makes Ed McMahon look inferior 
as far as your second in command, the, the guy next to you, your right-hand man, the guy who helps everything that goes on and helps make you look good is, and that's a tall order. If you've seen me, I have a face for radio and uh, JT being the encyclopedia of sports knowledge that he is, brings it to us each and every week on every podcast. He'll be joining us and uh, you can go check him out while you, after the show at Fez437 on Twitter. And uh, we'll be bringing him in in a minute. First, I want to, <laughs> I want to get to my rant. Now, if you, again, if you knew this is going to be something for you, you're going to see, each week I find something, imagine that, to bitch about. Now, today, it was very nice. I had a, the opportunity to do a football mock draft today. I was invited, uh, and uh, my shout-out to everybody over there at Fantasy Sports Advice and Analysis. Uh, they've got a uh, nice page on Facebook, if you if you haven't joined them already and you're on Facebook again, it's fantasy sports advice and analysis. Great guys over there. And uh, they invited me today to go ahead and do a mock draft with them. And it was really cool. I enjoyed it. And uh, it was interesting because it was literally the third mock draft I've done of the year. And it, here's the reason why I don't do mocks. And a lot of them. I'll do a couple just so I can see placement of mine. But you can't, in my opinion, go by the fantasy experts at, say, Yahoo. This is where we did the mock. And this is what's pissing me off. Is It's funny because I'm sitting here looking at my team that I drafted. And you got to remember... My team is being judged by their experts that put these numbers with these players. But what if I'm better than those experts that they have? What if the experts that they have really aren't? See, that's what pisses me off. I have a team here. I have a team built ready for the season, ready to move and do whatever I have to on this season. And I'm going to have JT on, and I know one thing, he'll critique it. And then I'll give everybody the grade that the Yahoo fantasy experts who came up with this, what their grade was for my team. And it'll show you exactly why it won't take JT and I very long. Uh, to get past a lot of these guys out there, you know, you've got Andy Barron's who, who pretty much, I mean, God bless him. Okay. Shut the doors, my man, shut the doors. Uh, whatever you do uh, with your money, can't you get your ears pinned back? My brother. I mean, you look like beaker gone bad and you're horrible and you're horrible. I mean, I really want to know how you got your job. I mean, I understand. I'm not I'm not a good-looking guy, but, hey, listen, the beard outplays those two car doors you have open, my brother. And my fantasy prowess closes those car doors of yours. And it's my fear that when I look at this grade that I was given, that it's people like him... Judging me. 
You've got to be kidding me. I want, I, you know, oh, I can't wait. I can, you know, and thanks to you, the fans out there. God bless you. I love 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 you. You're guys, all of you are going to give me this damn opportunity to shut some of these guys up. Matthew Berry. Well, I don't, I, I don't accept his Twitter because he, he said his, his medical expert was better than mine. He shut me out for saying that, for saying my medical expert was better than his. What is this man going to do when he has to answer the bell? Because my fans, oh, God, I love you. You're going to keep pushing me in that direction. You're going to keep pushing me in that direction. I believe in each and every one of you that you're going to keep telling your fans and that the numbers that are are just going to keep doing what they are doing. If they keep doing what they're doing, Barry, I will see you. Barons, you joke. I will see you. I will see you all answering to the beard. I can't. All right. Uh, I can't. I can't hold this anymore and not talk about it with JT because he doesn't know. And, and that's the thing. He doesn't know about it, and I want him. He doesn't know the grade, and I want him. And this is, uh, folks. Remember one thing. What, the guy I'm about to bring in. If you don't know him yet, shame on you. Shame on you. Okay. I learned. See, I'm a. I'm a strategist. I'm a chess player. I'm a strategist. I think moves down the road, far down the road. He showed me adding research to it. And he is probably, he is not probably, not even close to friggin' probably. He is the most researched fantasy player I have ever, ever had the pleasure of playing against. I want his grade on my team. So let's get him in here. Coming to us from Texas, Jason Townsend. JT, how are you tonight, man? Uh, doing good, Jeff, sir. Another Saturday night closer to the NFL season. Um, yeah. Hall of Fame ceremonies this weekend. We'll get into that a little later in the show. But uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about your team here. I didn't know you were doing mocks again. I, I don't. You know, that's right. You know, I did one, like, early, like, as soon as, soon as they opened it up, okay, I did one just to see, okay, what happens? I, I I try one of my methods. Let's see what that method brings me. And I, I okay, fine. I was happy with that. Um, just two days ago, I did another one because now I'm getting ready to go ahead and you know coming up on drafts now as we get closer to the season. Right. So now I like to go ahead get one now. And then see what it's like again in a couple of weeks as things change, just to see if placement of players, where they're going and everything else like that, to keep in touch with it. So okay. these guys here. Hey, you know the, go ahead. Walker will say the problem a lot of these fantasy players have, though, is it's called let's go get a book the day before or the day of my draft and just go ahead and go with what they tell me. Yeah, you could be paying attention to a complete moron. And you see, that's my – Okay, that's my problem is here is my, here's my team. I'm going to give you my team, and I want you to be fair, but I know you will be. That's what I love about you, okay? You, you're going to tear into me uh, what's good and give, uh, what's bad and give me what's good, and you will give me a fair grade for this team. 
Okay. Absolutely. All righty. I have Antonio I Brown. Standard scoring. This is just a standard three QB, two running backs, a tight end, a quarterback. Not even a, not even a, uh, a flex player. Okay. Standard Yahoo. So my three wide receivers that I come out of the gate with are Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper. And my third wide receiver is Doug Baldwin. Now, my running backs, okay, my running backs are Paul Perkins and Spencer Ware. And what I've done is I've also picked up later on in the draft, I picked up Kareem Hunt because he will likely take over at some point for Ware. So there's my cuff for that one. Then I also have at running back, as one of my backups for when he comes back off a suspension in a contract year, Doug Martin. I also have Duke Johnson. Now, so that rounds out my running backs. Okay. So I have Paul Perkins, Spencer Ware, Kareem Hunt, uh, Doug Martin, Duke Johnson. My wide receivers are Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper, Doug Baldwin, and my backup, wide receiver for when they have a bye week is Devontae Parker. My QB is Jameis Winston. My defense, and I, I just happen to be very high on them because of the offenses that they will, six teams at six times this season they'll be playing against is the softest division in my eyes. I picked up the New England defense. Mm-hmm. Now, for the one game, I picked up Bortles uh, uh, for my backup quarterback. Okay. Oh, tight ends. That's my last place. That's, that's what I have. I have O.J. Howard at tight end. And you know how I feel about Dwayne Allen and the possibility of what he'll be in New England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot okay. of tickets there for sure. So, but that's my team. That's my team. So as I as I replay that in my head, I look at your quarterback position. And you say obviously you're playing Bortles for one game, so I'm not going to look at that. Uh, Jameis Winston's a guy that I think has finished top four, top five this year uh, with the weapons that they've added and the team that's around him. Not to mention, I like to look at the weather of the team. Eight games in Tampa, two games in domes, and one Atlanta, one in New Orleans, uh, and then Carolina, which usually isn't a bad weather game. So. A majority of his games are good weather or no weather. So, got to love Winston this year. Your receivers are fantastic. I mean, I look at uh, Baldwin. He's a number one. He's an elite guy. A lot of people don't like him because the name isn't sexy. If you're sleeping on Doug Baldwin, you're not playing right. Antonio Brown can't get much better than that. And Amari Cooper's a guy that a lot of people really like. And you look at his quarterback, Derek Carr loves the kid. He's going to target him at least 150 times, if not more. So uh, really like your receivers. Your running backs, I would like them more if it was a PPR league. Uh, Spencer mm-hmm. Ware to me is a good receiver out of the backfield. I know you're buying in on the potential of Paul Perkins. I'm sure Yahoo doesn't take that into account. They never do. Um, Doug Martin, Duke Johnson, I mean, it's solid. I think that's your weak spot on the team, though. 
But as you and mm-hmm. I have discussed on the show, mainly you before, I think it's more of a receiver league now, and you have too many of these old fuddy-duddies, if you will, that are doing these rankings that are hooked on early 2000s fantasy football where it was all about running backs. So I would give your team a B plus, B plus Wow. Grade. Like your tight ends as well. All right. All right. Well, and here, uh, so that so, some of you know, a lot of times, and you have to, folks, if you're new to fantasy sports, whatever your plan is going into the draft, stick with your plan. Just go with your plan. Now, when I drafted this team, JT, and remember, I got Parker, Devontae Parker, as one of the backup uh, wide receivers. But I have three basically at least number one, maybe number two receivers. I have Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper, Doug Baldwin. So right there, I have a position of strength. If I'm able to waiver claim somebody that all of a sudden is having a breakout campaign. So I have trade bait right there. Absolutely. Then the other thing that it it does for me is in this, in this system that I use in particular, uh, and again, I have different systems depending on which leagues are for what and all that. Uh, In this one here, I go ahead, make myself have something of uh, of value to trade for later in a position and in Yahoo scoring in standard scoring non PPR league. Okay. Three guys that will end up at top 10 running back positions were not, will not be drafted in standard leagues by the end of the season. It is always running back is a disposable position. It is most frequently hurt and changed starting position in the game, period. That's a passing league now. So anyway, so you, sir, apparently have no clue either. I, I, feel, I feel good that I'm not alone. See, I thought that this was, and obviously maybe because it's my team, I thought it was an A-minus team. Again, I know my running backs are the weak spot, okay? But it's a style of draft I play anyway. So I thought it was an A minus. I thought it was okay. It wasn't that my best ever, but it, it, certainly I'm going to win some games with that. You oh, feel B plus. Yeah, you feel B plus. Okay, fair. Okay, outside uh, opinion on that. The fantasy experts over at Yahoo gave that draft, folks, a D. <laughs> I can tell you why. I can tell you why right now. Look at the guys at Yahoo. First and foremost, they're going to ding you for O.J. Howard. They always, always, if you don't have Gronk or one of these other dudes tied in, they always, always knock your pick. Um, Paul Perkins, Paul Perkins has a chance to be a top seven, top to top ten running back if the guy stays healthy in that New York offense. They don't see that. They don't look at it. So there's no foresight there. They have no foresight to see what a guy is capable of and the system he's in. And then, like you said, something you mentioned that more people should do is pay attention to the defenses that he's going to see six weeks out of the year in his division games. Now, you mentioned it from the opposite side of the ball, being the offenses that the Patriots are going to see. But it, it plays Correct. either way. It, right. Look at, look at the strength of schedule. It really does make a difference. 
So my point, my point is okay. And again, taking a look at some of this, though, is that uh, the running back position, Paul Perkins may or may not. Spencer Ware may do what Spencer Ware does. He might succumb to a rookie, and if he succumbs to a rookie, I've got the rookie. Doug Martin going to be a little motivated knowing he's playing not just for his future in Tampa, but a future contract somewhere next year. He's playing to show another team. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then on top of it, knowing that somewhere along the line, I'm going to pick up somebody because that's just the nature of the game. Now, now let me throw something out there at you. One, one pick I'd like to highlight and you touched on a little is Dwayne Allen. You get a guy that's already shown he's a very athletic receiver that can stretch the middle of the field, goes up, attacks the football. When he was in Indianapolis, now he's behind Gronkowski, who's had not one, not two, but three herniated disc surgeries in his back. The guy, last year everybody joked it was the Madden curse. Who knows what it's going to be this year with that guy. But to me, that's the (laughs) ultimate lottery ticket because in that offense, it doesn't yeah. matter who the tight end is. Look at the Martellus Bennett last year. Plug and play with Tom Brady. It, it really is, and it's you got you got to remember one thing. You're also going to there's the dynamic of the team. At the very least, you're going to have an offense that's now going to be stretched deep, like it hasn't been stretched deep before. So when you get to those two tight end sets. Remember, they're going to want to save some mileage on Gronk. They know Gronk doesn't make mm-hmm. a whole season. So there's so many reasons why not. You know, why wouldn't you grab right. him? Uh, well, and, yeah, and so. Look at Aaron Hernandez. Look at Aaron Hernandez when Gronk was healthy. Hernandez was still a tight end number one, if you look at his statistics, as the number two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, again, uh, a D. A D. Now, wait a minute. I come out of the gate with Jameis and three number one wide receivers. I really don't care what I have after that. Personally, I'm going to tell you that right now. I'll put those four players right now on any league, give me the opportunity, and I'll beat anybody with those four players. And and you guys can grab running backs all you want. All you want. (laughs) Let me put this to you. So, you mentioned Devontae Parker. Yeah, to go yeah. before the Tannehill injury, I'm looking at a guy that I think could catch 85 to 90 balls, double-digit yeah. touchdowns, the guy's healthy, having a big camp. I like Matt Moore. Uh, I don't see that big a fall-off. I mean, Tannehill's a very talented kid, but Matt Moore is a very good veteran backup quarterback. I think a guy that you can still run most of your offense with. Where do you project Devontae Parker before Tannehill and after the knee injury? Uh, you know, it's not going to change that much, and I'm going to explain why. Uh, my fantasy, as far as fantasy projections across the board, uh, they're not going to change all that much. Uh, I'm not so much sold on the idea of what Matt Moore will do as the idea of I, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, the Cutler thing is a done deal. And, you know, that brings me into part of what I wanted to talk about tonight is this whole, you know, (laughs) just their mind tricks. You know, people, 
this dealing with the Miami quarterback situation, JT, has been some of the most dynamic conversations Mm -hmm. I have had in a long time regarding a quarterback, both from the Tannehill standpoint to now, do you get Cutler or Kaepernick and the whole Kaepernick narrative? Okay. Well, before you jump on that, I want to throw one Mm. thing at you because it's something I read that you posted on Facebook, I believe it was Mm -hmm. yesterday, and I didn't get the opportunity to uh, retort. So allow me to retort. Look at Jay Cutler Tort. in his one season, okay, his one season with, with Adam Gase. Was it actually his highest quarterback rating of his career? 2015, where he had 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a 93 quarterback rating. So there is something to be said there that Gase is considered a quarterback whisperer, and maybe he can get something like that out of Jay Cutler in Miami. It's interesting, you know, uh, as, uh, yeah, it, it, it is very possible. And my, my, it's made me really sit and take a look at quarterbacks in general over the last three years, JT. It's made me take a look at some things the last three years, where some of these guys sit, and what is, to me, an important number, okay? To me, I like to look at, and again, everybody has numbers that they like to look at. I personally like to look at the completion percentage numbers. It really, you want to see a guy getting the ball to his receivers. And, you know, more times than not, these teams do have at least two guys you can go to and get the ball to or dump it off to. And if you don't, they set up the scheme to dump off to the running back and all this, okay? So you really do want to be well above 60%. You, you really do. And the higher, the better, obviously. In my eyes, that's what I'm looking for when I look at who's an elite quarterback, who's a good quarterback, and who's a shitty quarterback. I mean, it, it, right. So that's simple. Now, there's a couple there's, there's a couple narratives in this that I want to go over. And, and the first one I want to get out of the way is the Cutler versus Kaepernick and who should be the quarterback there. And again, excuse me for one second. Um, if you go ahead and take a look at the last three years of the two gentlemen, you're going to find that Cutler averages 63.2% completion percentage and that Kaepernick is 59.6 so if you it it gives you a a, a look at okay well you know it's a three the last three years what have they done they they both have had different offenses that they've had to deal with how did they face that and so between those two you pick Cutler now, does that mean that Kaepernick isn't good enough for the NFL? And you know what? And I've got a whole nother one on Tannehill. We'll, we'll get to Tanny in a second because I'm, yeah, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut a bunch of people up tonight. I really, I, I have a whole crew of people I want to shut the hell up all in one shot tonight. Anyway, on Kaepernick, everybody going, well, I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't be on the team. You know what? Here, folks. Colin Kaepernick, like I said, can't find a job. 
59.6% completion. And let's face it, he was on a god-awful team on an offense that was changing and had to survive all, all that went on, 59.6. There's another guy in the league that just got a $104 million contract, $22 million of it guaranteed, and in the last three years has thrown for 57.06%. 57 and he just signed a hundred over a hundred million, hundred and four million dollars, twenty-two of it guaranteed, and is heralded okay. as one of the top quarterbacks out there. So you tell me, why is it people don't want Kaepernick at fifty-nine point six and Cam Newton at fifty-seven? Cam Newton, Why can't a little Kaepernick bit more to the game, though, than just throwing. So, so here's the thing I want to point out, folks, and why I why it's perfect that it's Cam Newton. First of all, let's get rid of skin color narrative, okay? Well, you know, you have to have white skin if you're going to have that kind of percentage to get by. Look at McCown got a job. I've been I said it myself. Look at McCown got a job, okay? Point being, though, it's not about the skin color then, because. Last time I checked, Mr. Newton is the same color. Anyway, I don't want to point things out. Um, no, not you. 59.6% to 57, and one has a starting job, one can't get a job. You know what it tells people? It's not his ability. It's that he's black. How about you piss people off for not standing for the flag? How about that? How about really it's that plain and simple? As we take a look at these numbers, at 59.6%, you don't have a job, and your brother, Cam Newton, has one in Carolina to the tune of $100 million. How about it was about you don't shit on the American flag. If you don't like it, you leave. Whatever your narrative is after it, God bless, bring awareness but you, you, you know what? In America, you can bring awareness to everything that you want, and everything is as open-minded as can be today in the world, more so than I have ever seen. And if you're anywhere near my age, you, you can agree. But there's still one thing that's sacred. You don't shit on the flag. And that's what Kaepernick did. Now, moving on, let me shut up a whole nother crew, JT. A whole nother mm-hmm. crew. Because, you know what, and I think it's because I'm here in Florida. I hear it so much, okay? But I am so, oh, I, and I'm not even a Dolphin fan, folks. Remember this. I'm a Giant fan. And it, it, it just oh, aggravates the hell out of me when you have somebody. Let's remember, first of all, we're talking about a guy who was a wide receiver drafted to be a quarterback, okay? And in the last several years has had to go through all different systems, Let's, let's throw that one in there, too. Shall we? But here, everybody wants to burn this guy at the cross. Now, there are, I mentioned Cutler, 63.2. Rivers, 64.3. Wow. Now you're starting to see the names. 64.3 is Rivers. 
Ooh, that fellow out on the West Coast in Seattle, Russell Wilson, 65.3 over the last three years. Tom Brady, I don't know. Some of you may have friggin' heard of Tom Brady. 65.3 last three years. He's had the same damn system, same damn coach. Nothing's changed. So if you've got Rivers at 64.3, you've got Wilson at 65.3, you've got Tom friggin' Brady at 65.3, why does Ryan Tannehill get shit? As he's changing coordinators and everything else and coaches for the last three years, completing 65.1%. Now, if I hear one more person talking about Ryan Tannehill and his competency, and if he can get us to the Super Bowl, you're talking about a guy who's changed systems, 65.1, Tom friggin' Brady, 65.3. My own guy, we've won two Super Bowls, Eli Manning, same system, three, the last three years, 62.9. Stop saying Tannehill's not uh, has the ability to be an elite quarterback. If you if the Dolphins lose and Tannehill's playing, it won't be because of him. Now, just like any other quarterback, you have a bad game here or there, bad throw, bad read, whatever it is. Sixty-five point one. Russell Wilson, 65.3. Tom Brady, 65.3. Shut up! I don't want to hear from anybody again talking about Tannehill. Sick of it. with your rant 2.0? Wow, man. You know, JT, I've been hearing it for a year now. You know, I covered Miami. I went down there last year. I went down there last year, and I've really gotten close to the Miami fans. Love them dearly. I love them because they are damn passionate. No, I love the Miami fans. They're damn passionate. They really are. They're right. right. On a 70,000-seat stadium, there's about 20,000 of us every game and about 50 of the opposing teams. So, yeah, very passionate fans. So, um, all 20,000 of them that show up to the games. But uh, it's a little, little too black and white there for me on Tannehill, my friend. Yeah, that's great that he completes 65.1% of his passes. He's captain checkdown. The dude can't throw the deep ball to save his life. Aside from a couple Kenny Stills deep balls last year, look at the guy's completion percentage on balls over 20 yards, and let's look at those other quarterbacks' completion percentage on balls over 20 yards. That's a stuffed stat. He's captain checkdown. I can throw the little seven-yard hook to Jarvis Landry 94 to 100 times a year. I can throw the little dump off to the running back. I can throw the little pass to the, to the tight end. The guy can't complete the deep ball, and that's been our problem. We can't take the cover off the defense because they don't have to respect the deep ball in Miami. You've got to have the ability of an Eli Manning to launch it 70 yards down the field and actually complete that ball. Now, granted, Beckham makes him look good sometimes, but at least it makes the defense respect the deep ball. You don't have to respect the deep ball in Miami. We haven't had it since Duper and Clayton with Marino. And Brady hasn't had it since Moss. 
What's your point? He can still throw the ball down the field. He can still look at, look he, at 20 yards or farther. He throws the ball down the hill. Incomplete. He throws the ball incomplete because he, has, he hasn't had anybody but Moss since Moss. Deep. Gronk still go gets the ball. Not I mean, when Gronk's playing. But, I not mean, deep. I'm sorry. To me, he's captain check down, man. I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm not saying he's an above-average quarterback. He is an above-average quarterback, and he's a good quarterback. He's not going to be but the reason need... why Miami doesn't win the Super Bowl, folks, though. You really believe that? You really believe Ryan think... Tannehill would be the reason you guys wouldn't win the Super Bowl? But I don't believe he'd be the reason we would either. They don't have... This is the NFL. You don't have to. You don't I... have to. We've seen that many a times, JT. We've seen a lot worse think... quarterbacks than Tannehill. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How many Super Bowls did the Patriots win without Tom Brady quarterback? What's your point? My I know point how many is Tom Brady is the reason the Patriots are winning Super Bowls. <laughs> I'm sorry? I'm saying that Tom Brady is the reason they're winning Super Bowls. I don't think so. I, I, think, I think he's in a great system with a great coach. But at that point, I think I think the idea. If you're a fantasy player, hold on. If and fantasy players out there know exactly what I'm about to say about uh, uh, Tom Brady and that offense. Okay, is there is no go-to guy each week. If you're playing a fantasy, uh, and other than Gronk, there is no go-to guy. There is nobody that you sit there and you sit on in running backs. There is no wide receiver that you sit on and go, yep, because they're going to definitely each and every game make sure he gets his catches. Edelman, maybe. Okay, so look, okay, but so that's look at check it down. That's short. That's, he dumps off the Edelman. So, so look at it this perspective then. The Patriots are considered a blue-collar team. They yeah. don't go and pay players. They don't re-sign players to big money. They do Tom Brady. Why? Because he makes all those workmanlike players that are the blue-collar guys that much better in the offense, which allows there not to be a go-to guy because Brady can throw anyone open. No, 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 no. He's playing the same damn system that Tannehill's playing in now where they, set, where they clear out and he throws down underneath to the tight end of the running back which is half the NFL now because not everybody has an Antonio Brown, okay, and an ODB or Julio Jones or something like that. Although, like I said, Jarvis is nice. He's not a deep threat. No. No. And he doesn't have to be. Again, you can set up in the NFL system. That's what the Patriots do. They send Amendola deep. Yeah, go ahead, kid. You keep running deep. We're going to throw to you. Oops, sorry. Uh, no, he was actually he had, No, oh, I didn't see it You just keep running deep <laughs> Kids running wind sprints All game, folks Just well, to show that Brady again, could throw to the running back And to the, and to the tight I'm end not, He's not throwing I'm not deep disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with you that Tannehill's Better than people give him credit for yes, I just think better. that I, I, Oh, he's a, he's a very Good quarterback I just don't see him as an, as a one or two tier. I seem as a tier three quarterback. I'm going to close trouble. Shocking. Here we go. I'm going to close trouble. Better quarterback. 
0.1% Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. or Cam Newton in his 57%? Oh, you're not causing any trouble with me. I'm not a Cam Newton fan. Cam Newton's no. value Cam Newton's value to me is more of a fantasy football aspect is the fact that he, he uh, vultures half the carries away from the running back so he can get his own touchdowns. Um, I mean, Cam's a decent quarterback. He's a solid quarterback. But now, if I had my choice, I'd still take Tannehill. Hmm. Cutler. Now, if you, want, now if you would have said, now if you would have said to me, Cutler and Newton. Cutler well, I'll have Newton. to take Cam over Cutler. <laughs> I'm not a Cutler fan at all. I mean, he's a necessary evil for Miami at this point. But uh, I've seen Jay Cutler quit too many times on his teammates. You know, not that and Cam that has exactly Super Bowl, it. But... No, you know, yeah, they both have. But I got to tell you, I have never heard anything positive from a Jay Cutler teammate. No, I'm serious. I'm not trying to be funny. No, you're like, right. This isn't me trying to, you know, oh, here he goes, so in trouble. No, 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 I'm not trying to be funny here. This is the truth. I have, I have never heard anybody say anything decent about Jay Cutler. Well, I mean, I have. I've heard right. Brandon Marshall say he's got a strong arm. That's about the, the, the farthest yeah. extent I've seen uh, okay. at that point. But, uh, you know, at this point, if you're, if you're talking Jay Cutler, though, uh, you know, can Adam Gates get 21 touches and 11 picks out of him again? 93 quarterback rating. I think that's enough for our team to at least have a shot at the playoffs at this point. But, you know, we're talking about Tannehill a little bit here. My And, and my issue with Tannehill is, why didn't you have the surgery last year, man, when you had the injury? Go get the surgery. Get it cleaned up. There was no shot that you weren't going to be the quarterback this year. If we would have cut him, it would have been $24 million in dead money on the cap. So you had, your, you had it. Go get the surgery, uh, get healthy, come into camp. Uh, uh, I got um, – I'm raising my hand. Teacher, I got the answer. I actually do have the oh, answer. Oh, this would be fantastic. No, 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 and this isn't being uh, funny. It's the same thing that's going on right now. Um, he doesn't want to go under the knife. It's that simple. He just doesn't want to go under the knife. He doesn't want to go under. He didn't want to go under it. Then the recommendation was you can do either. Okay, the the surgery makes it so that you have a you know a much better chance, but you can still go ahead and rest it, and and you should be fine. Might not be as strong, uh, and I'm not sure how he feels about uh, you know getting injections and stuff like that as far as uh, mm-hmm. they do that whole stem cell. PRP? Uh, no. Uh, well, platelet-rich injection, but they also do stem cell now where they help make the okay. tissues uh, stronger using your own uh, stem cells. So, um, but, but anyway, say, yeah, besides I mean, all that, he just doesn't want to have the surgery, and that's the hold up here. The holdup is actually was twofold. Actually, one is because he really doesn't want to have surgery, and the other was from a business standpoint. They can't say exactly what's going on, what to one hundred percent certainty, 
uh, about Tannehill's situation, even though they have a great idea of what's going on, uh, simply because it's not good business. You know, any agent out there that dealing with them, uh, if all of a sudden, oh, well, now they, they have to get a quarterback, well, the price goes up. If there's a chance he's coming back in a couple of weeks, well, then you're talking a rental, then the contract is less. So you save well, yourself you give uh, a couple of million. A little bit of credit here. Give Cutler's agent some credit. He says, hey, before I leave this cush job talking uh, NFL for Fox Sunday with my amazingly wonderful personality that I have, Mr. Jay Cutler, um, you have to guarantee <laughs> me starters money before I'll come out there. So, you know, uh, good move. On, I, I on find it unbelievable. For what is it, 13, 14 million is what I'm hearing. Somewhere in that ballpark. And, and when you look at next year, you look at next year for Miami, Tannehill doesn't want to have what's basically a routine surgery these days in sports. It's like Tommy John surgery in baseball. If you haven't had it, there's something wrong with you. Um, $19.8 million <laughs> contract next year. But the dead cap number, if we walk away from Tannehill, if we opt out, Miami has an opt out in this. Ability. It's only four point six million next year in dead cap money. So, and it's a very rich quarterback draft next year. So, I would not be surprised to see Miami move on in another direction if he can't get back on the field. If he, hmm. I I believe I believe that he can go ahead and have the surgery and still get back on in 10 weeks if he did it now. But again, he, he just is hesitant. Now, what happens to next year? Uh, okay, first of all, as far as this year, fantasy perspective-wise, you're bringing in Cutler, and if you're going to spend $13 million, $14 million, he's not doing it to hold Matt Moore's clipboard. No. So, no. so now there is your chance at a deep game um, you hope that Gase can rekindle some Cutler magic, if you will. He does have the tools there in the Miami offense to be successful. I mean, they do have two better than average yeah, tight ends. Receivers. Yeah, no, well, the mm-hmm. two two better than average tight ends. They've got. Uh, very good wide receivers and uh, a, a very good running back. So, and, and a defense that's going to keep you in the game. So, uh, as, and as far as a fantasy perspective, I don't see anybody's numbers truly changing all that much because it's not like they're going to change the scheme. It's not like all of a sudden, well, now they're going to change what kind of team they are. No, they are what they are. The quarterback, whoever it was that came in, was going to conform to that system. Fortunately, Cutler has a working relationship with the coach. And had his career best year under that coach in Chicago. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, again, uh, what goes on from there. And then as far as the future, though, with Tannehill, you know, personally – I hope for his sake he goes to a team where the fan base will appreciate him more. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Honestly. It wasn't – he, and I've said this before about him. 
It wasn't his fault. He was taken higher than he should have been. Because it placed undue, undue hope on him. Now, let me jump in on that for one second. Go ahead. So, let's be realistic, though. It doesn't matter if he was taken in the first round. He shouldn't have been first round. It doesn't matter if he was taken in in the first, second round. Who cares? At this point, as a Dolphin fan, we have been looking for the next Dan Marino since 1996. We have been quarterback starved for 21 years. So it doesn't matter. Everybody's been looking for the next point. Dan Marino. Get over well, that. Well, no, New England's not. New Orleans isn't. We had a chance at Drew Brees, but no, Nick Saban thought it would be smarter to take Dante Culpepper in the, in the agency <laughs> over Drew Brees. Hey, good job there, Nick, by the way. I hope. Alabama loses every game they ever play again. But, um, I mean, come on. I mean, we haven't had a freaking quarterback in 21 years. Now, not the Tannehill. Tannehill's the best of that lot. All right. Let me ask you something. He's done, let's say Tannehill and his 65% passing percentage uh-huh. uh, is incredible for whatever reason. Uh, let's say he wasn't taken in the first round. But he was taken where he should have been in, say, the third round as a quarterback. Uh-huh. Okay. Now he's playing to what he should, he, what people's perception of him would be. A third-round quarterback, good percentage, isn't going to go out there and win you a ton of games on his own, but isn't going to cost you a lot of games because he is somewhat accurate, even if you feel it's a shorter uh-huh. game. Okay. Now the okay. ex- now you look at him a little different. You don't look at him as wow, they went ahead and drafted this kid who hasn't played quarterback at the first at, at this kind of level. They've drafted mm-hmm. him in the first round. This kid must teacher, be teacher. I've got coming. Yeah, my hands up now, teacher. I always thought this sure. sentence would put me straight over the falls, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's not like your Giants where you guys have actually been relevant in one Super Bowl. I'm going to bring up a diminutive quarterback, okay, extremely diminutive quarterback out of Georgia Tech that some idiot took in the second round for Miami, oh, five, six years ago, named Pat White. Okay, they took mm-hmm. him in the middle to the end of the second round. And every Dolphin fan anointed this guy the next Donovan McNabb, the savior of Miami. Dude <laughs> ran the ball one time, got squashed, and disappeared. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't matter if we draft a quarterback. I mean, the kid Dowdy that we took last year. Listen to some of the Miami fans. Oh, he's going to replace Ryan Tannehill. It's it's quarterbacks, fans that want to create the next Dan Marino. Guess what, people? The next Dan Marino is not coming. They don't make quarterbacks like that anymore. Get over it. I already have. <clears throat> How about they bring Tannehill back at a reduced rate and still draft somebody? Because if you're Tannehill's now, agent, do you allow that? Yeah, I'd sign. I'd give the Dolphins two years. I'd say, yeah, I'll do a two-year deal at a discounted rate to show you what's up. Okay. And then go ahead and yeah, because the kid has been putting up the numbers in that offense. Let him have. Let him. Listen, 
But if I'm his agent, yeah, because I'm going to make sure he stays in an offense he's familiar with at least and he's been working on. I'm not going to move him on a short contract now to some team where he's learning a whole other offense and God knows if they're rebuilding and what that's going to cost them. No, let me go ahead, put him where he might be a little bit more comfortable, where he has an opportunity to show off. Hell, even if the team goes out and drafts somebody else and drafts his replacement, he's still going to show off for that contract once the Dolphins do let him go, if they let him go on that two-year, that second year, that two-year. He's free to go somewhere else. And because he played in the system and put up his his 65.1% or whatever, he'll get a nice contract. You know, that's just the way I do it. Here's my question to Marvin the Martian slash Jester tonight. So, not to this extent, mind you, but at this point, there it is. With this injury to the same knee, doesn't want to have surgery, not to the extent of Teddy Bridgewater, but it has almost put the same stigma on the player that he's damaged goods, and could you see teams shy away from him? Because his mobility – was a big part of his game, able to move around because the dude was running for his life behind our offensive line all five years he's been there. Oh, yes. Knee injuries are good, you know. And if you don't I think there's a stigma them, now. Oh, yes. See, now they go for the weak point. It's kind of like Mr. Romo and his shoulder. Everyone knew. Why did I know you were going to bring up the Cowboys? (laughs) Because the Cowboys don't bring that earth. Anyway, seriously, folks. No. Uh, Once you know you got a weak spot, yeah, people are going to keep going at it. I don't care. That's the NFL, man. People are playing for their careers. You got to understand that no matter how nice they want to make the NFL, it's still thousand on physical fitness a year. I thought that was a great number. Mm-hmm. 300,000 just on keep him playing football so he can tear somebody apart. Love him. Love him. Anyway, um, oh, wow. <laughs> Show's moving right along, folks. We should do a commercial and pay some bills. Be right back. Folks, you are listening to the Fantasy Justice Show, brought to you by FantasyJusticeSports.com. Your kingdom for fantasy sports and more. It's the end more part that gets you. We're also brought to you by Blog Talk Radio. They bring you this crystal clear sound so that you can hear me even now. Great people to work with. Even better customer service, Blog Talk Radio, folks. And also, our first sponsors have been, and still with us, the one, the only, Joey and the gang, breadfromyourbed.com, folks, I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, they keep pulling things out left and right and something new and this. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you are, it's a personal finance blog. Now, if you're looking to make a little extra money on the side, you know, if you're looking to change careers, you hate your job. And you've got a great idea, but you don't know you know, how to handle social media, get your own website and all that. Joey and the guys, breadfromyourbed.com. Wonderful job. Great people. They will show you how to make money. That is their job. That is what they do. 
and I'll show you how to do it from the comfort of your home. What more can you ask? Can't ask for more than that, certainly. And, well, let's be honest. Who can't use a couple extra dollars? Breadfromyourbed.com. Also, one of our very first sponsors, Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach. By far, by far the best damn dive company down here. And listen, if there is a dive company out there that is offended by what I say, I am very sorry. So far to date, Mrs. Jester and myself have not been to somebody better. Now, if you want to come on here and get myself or Mrs. Jester out on your charter to see, I'll tell you what, if it's any good, I will give you free advertising for one month if it's any good. But I'm going to tell you right now, my sponsor has shown me what the best is. It's going to go some. Going to go some. Because they have reef dives, wreck dives. You want to see boats. You want to see planes. And then the shark dives. Whether you want to scuba dive and see the sharks or you want to snorkel dive and see the sharks, sharks, no cage. Beat that. Ryan Walton and the gang will show you everything about sharks and <laughs> despite some of the myths that you see on Shark Week, folks. Um, I am in the midst of that. We'll be getting into that whole discussion when we get back to the show because I want to bring JT on for that. Then, of course, brought to you by yeah. Oh, goody. It's the Van Metalcraft. You know, good thing they're Marvin fans. And I know that firsthand that they are Marvin fans and uh, actually fantastic fabricators of anything that you require that's metal. Uh, my my experience with them has been custom horse gates uh, from my barn. And they do absolutely Fantastic. I've come up with some creations, not just of my own, but for clients uh, that I've helped and absolutely fine, fine work. Deland Metalcraft, Volusia County, Florida. If you're in Florida, need something custom metal, Deland Metalcraft. And then also, you know, some of you may or may not already know, we are literally heard everywhere. Part of everywhere that's covered is the United States. And in the United States, you have a thing called 84 Lumber. That's right, folks. Just like the big box stores, you've got Lowe's, you've got Home Depot. 84 Lumber for all your building needs. Go check out their prices. Here in Florida, you go and see them. Make sure you let them know Jester sent you. For your little, they give you a little, they give you a little discount just because of me. Can you believe that? True story, folks. Go see them. Eighty-four lumber for your building needs. You know, I mentioned everywhere that we are. Well, where is everywhere? Well, everywhere is fantasyjusticesports.com. It's also FXE, FXE Live on Wednesday nights. That's right. Every Wednesday night. Are you a wrestling fan? If you are, why aren't you tuning in? FXE, we cover all wrestling. We have insider information. We have insiders throughout 
the United States bringing you the latest from the WWE, TNA, uh, Global Bill, and FXE, our own little brand. That's right, folks. Hmm. What kind of announcements? Let's see. From the announcements page. First off, this week here, the fantasy jester himself will be traveling to... That's right, Tampa Bay, folks. I'll be in Tampa this week going to see the beloved Bucks and what they are doing in camp and going to see the Hard Knocks, folks. It's going to be a fun time. Pay attention to the Fantasy Jester page on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram uh, for details of when I'll be out there. Be more than glad to say hi to everybody. Sign in autographs. We've got a couple of gifts for people out there. And uh, we're looking forward to a really, really great time. Again, that is Fantasy Jester at Bucks Camp this week. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. For when? Where? How? A little interesting stuff there. Next up, we're working on getting Gridiron Guys going, folks. We're in the final discussions, getting Gridiron Guys all set up, the final lineup. Lineup, uh, you know, we, we, we've had this talk where we might do a show where it's uh, JT and I with Tate as a guest. You know, Tate writes every once in a while for FantasyJesterSports.com. We've talked about possibly Jester and uh, JT, you know, obviously leading that one as well and have a Tate come in. And uh, we're bouncing around maybe Tate and JT and, uh, you know, Jester coming in once in a while. I, we're bouncing around. I don't know yet. Uh, I do know this. It will be starting up in time the week before the season starts. Keep an eye out for those details, the day, the time. If you look real closely, we have hints dropped. We have hints dropped. There's a hint dropped. I can promise you I'm not lying. There's a hint dropped of what day and what time. I'm not going to say where and when and all that stuff. You're going to have to find it. Go see, and you'll know. Anyway, and... Finally, the next announcement, and we might as well bring in JT for this one because I know JT's rooting for the shark in this one, I think. Um, Jason, we're getting ready now. Uh, One of the announcements that we've got is what we've been working on, this whole diving with the shark, no cage with Ryan Walton and and the gang. The challenge. It's all about the challenge. All about the challenge, yeah, and uh, it's been it's been fun. We had uh, two days of extensive uh, testing and training in the water, out of the water. Yes, uh, showing uh, showing that I can actually uh, get around, move, protect myself, uh, and all that good stuff. Amongst sharks without a cage. That's right. Uh, you know, JT. You know, we've talked about it. We had him on, uh, Luke Akins, and right. we asked him, you know, we did ask him, folks, if you missed the uh, conversation here, here's a little piece. Uh, I asked Luke Akins about what I'm about to do, and this is the guy that jumped 25,000 feet, 25,000 feet out of a plane, Evan said. out of a parachute. Great. Luke, thanks so much. You, uh, like I said, you have stretched people's imagination you've been an inspiration to what you can do you can have people tell you that it's not possible and if you find a way if you take a look at something and you believe in your heart that you can work towards finding a way to make it possible 
You can literally fall from the sky without a parachute. But let me ask you one last question, Luke. Are you shark diving without a cage? No way. Not doing that. Not doing it, huh? I've no- All right. Uh uh-uh. uh when I when I jump with the uh when I jump out I have control over everything going on. With that shark I'm in daring control. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm giving I don't think I'm giving that up. Yeah, no, no, I can promise you I'm not doing it. <laughs> and as you heard, back then I wasn't doing it. Uh-huh. Much like him though. You know, if you remember JT, he said the same darn thing. You know, he said when he first heard about heaven sent and jumping out of a plane 25,000 feet without a parachute, right. he said no. He wasn't doing it. Right. He wasn't doing it. No. But then you keep looking at it once it's been suggested. And for some people, that's all it takes is a suggestion and a challenge. And next Saturday, a week from today, I'll be in the water in West Palm Beach, mm-hmm. private charter, Brian Walton, myself, probably. We'll see. Maybe Mrs. Jester. It might just be Mr. Walton and myself next Saturday. And I'm going in the water, no cage, add sharks. <laughs> it's like ordering at the fast food place. Uh, let me get it, minus, it uh, minus tomato, add onion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have a nice big Jester burger to eat. My, minus cage, add shark. And uh, mm. much, it is something that, you know, as we get closer, JT, I have to be honest with you. Uh, hmm. Wow. Uh, I don't even know what to say. for a tropical storm or a hurricane at this point? Well, you see, and that's what we're under is there's certain conditions that we have to be able to. And that's why I'm saying it's supposed, it's supposed to be next Saturday. We're hoping for uh-huh. next Saturday. Let me explain uh-huh. this. I am driving over three hours to get there. Uh-huh. So right. I am planning on. Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, got the Hemi. So uh, right. we get down there rather quick. And uh, anywho, but the, uh, the whole idea, folks, is, you know, I'm willing to do. I was challenged. I was challenged mm-hmm. by Ryan to come on out. And I understand that, you know, I I subscribe to the whole Mark Cuban thing about competition, you know, and and he he pretty much had this. If you're going to compete with me on one of my businesses, you better realize that I'm working 24 hours a day to kick your ass. So when I'm looking at the industry, when I'm looking at some of the other fantasy experts, it kills me. The fantasy experts that are out there, and I'm looking at the other podcasters and all that stuff, announcers and guys, talk show hosts, sportscasters, whatever you want to call me, us, and the competition. I put it out there. I put it out there. Where? Give me another podcaster willing to go out there without a cage in sharks. Uh-huh. Give me another local Florida wrestling promoter or wrestler willing to come with me in the water with sharks, no cage. 
Matthew Berry. What? Matthew Berry. Oh, please. I invite you, my friend. I invite you. Come aboard. I will pay for the charter, your portion of the charter, sir. Come aboard with us. No cage so, sharks and us. I have a question, though, Jesse. So, riddle me this, Batman. You've played that Luke Aikens clip a couple times now over the last few weeks. And yes. it, it's almost like you yourself are 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 goading Mr. Aikens, it sounds like. I mean, wouldn't it be funny if, like, Luke Aikens called the show and said, hey, um, but, you know, since you're so into challenges, you know, maybe he has one for you. I mean, aren't you worried about that kind of consequences and repercussions with it? Haven't given it thought. Kind of was, see, no, hmm. you see, when you're the jester, okay, when you're the jester, you're more idiotic. You go the other way with it. <laughs> That's Where true. you want to call him, yeah, where you want to call him and go, well, uh, hey, Mr. Heaven Sent, guess what I just did? You know, and have him come do you what know, I speak. did. Uh, what is it from your lips to uh, Heaven's ears? I'm, I'm hoping that he may be <laughs> listening at this point to this actual conversation. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. And, folks, you can make a copy of it. Get it to him. I'll tell you what. If Luke Akins comes in the water, oh wait a minute, no, I don't know about this. I was going to say something and yeah, I stopped no, no, no. short there. Continue with that thought, please. Continue with that thought. Hmm. You were saying? Hmm. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that one. I think I, I, I think Aww. I might have a challenge for Mr. Akins, but I have to I have to rethink my strategy here. Yeah. Yes, but I think before we speak on this one, I, Woo! Woo! That almost came out a little fast. Yeah. Ah, dude, I <laughs> almost had dropped. you. I almost had hey, you. Listen, this isn't, this isn't like, hey, listen, folks, we had this guy on, Dave Cockle, who's done a bunch of dives, but he's, he, he, he did it from, he, he's talking about 10,000, 15,000, right. and a parachute. Right. It's a, it, 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 that, I would, I, I probably would have let that fly out my mouth a little faster. Um, no, because this guy's really, I'm dealing with somebody that will go, you know what? Yeah, screw it. I'll, I'll do it again with no parachute, but you got to go with me. Right. You need a jester, though. Yeah, you know, all in the name to be number one. <laughs> Boy, there are some things out there, huh, folks? Stay tuned. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I will be fair about this. I will give that some serious thought. Because after I go with the Sharks, I know I do. See, I do want to taunt him that I went with the Sharks when I'm done. Of course you do. You're the jester. I would be disappointed if you didn't. (laughs) I'm going to taunt everybody with it. Are you kidding once I'm, if I live through this, folks, if I live through this, uh, yeah. you'll be able to hear me without a microphone from West Palm Beach that day. <laughs> I'll be broadcasting live, and it won't be via microphone. If I live through this, oh hell yeah! I, I you know what? And see, that's what scares me. I love the me. confidence. I love the confidence. If I live through this, if I live through this. Well, the basic scheme to me is nuts. It still is crazy. 
I, I understand. It, it okay, is, well, but you've got one thing on It's a controlled environment. Pardon me? Well, you, you've got something on your side, though. You've got Ryan Walton out there. As for somebody else, I'm going to go out in the water with sharks. It's going to be Ryan right. Walton that I'm going with. Yeah, no, no, no. There's a, <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I, there's a short list of people. Ryan Walton, uh, Mike Dornellis, right. Andy Casagrande. You better say Mrs. J. Mrs. No, 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 no. Mrs. J is an experience <laughs> with those guys. No, uh, no, 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 no. I would not. If Mrs. J was running the trip, no. <laughs> so it would have to be, oh. it literally would have to be those three guys because the Literally, those are the best guys that I uh, – no, no, the guys that I would trust. You guys – see, because you got guys like him, okay, Walton, without a question, Dornell mm-hmm. without a question, and Casa Grande. Those are the big three in my eyes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, some people throw want to throw in Abernathy, uh, but Abernathy, one thing about Jim, too many people get hurt or killed on his dives. I, I – no, I, I wouldn't go with him, and he's a big name. Uh-huh. So, um, I just wouldn't do it with anybody. I just right. wouldn't do it with anybody. Hey, is, um, that, uh, is that Luke Aikens on line two? Oh, sorry. That's what I'm that's checking what right now. That's what I've seen who that was. <laughs> no, but it is, guess what? It is, it, 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 it's somebody within the family going, go ahead, jump, badass. Very funny. <laughs> you know, it, Cause I am, I'm dumb enough to go do it, folks. You gotta understand. Oh, I might actually that. come back on. And no, here, here's where I'm most dangerous. It'll be next Saturday night. If there's a time that I could go ahead and be goaded into this, it's uh-huh. when I feel like I'm King Kong. Now, next week we have a show. Obviously, every Saturday we do this show. And I told you I'm going out to do this whole shark dive next Saturday. Now. I come back. Now, understand what my week is going to be like. I'm going to do FXE. We've got a great show planned for for Wednesday, okay, for our wrestling fans. I'm going to be at the Bucks camp this week. Signing autographs, giving stuff out. Then, then I'm going to dive with sharks. I am going to be, you better have me in a cage by the time we get to showtime next Saturday. I'm going to be so pumped and so jacked. That's when I'm most dangerous because I'll be like feeling like King Kong. Nick. By this time next week, I'm King Kong. I'm on top of the world. I just dove with sharks, no cage. Oh, you know the whole thing. You're right. So I'm ready. I, I'm ready to steal at this point next next week. Okay. All I That's when it's going to okay. be dangerous to ask me this. Yeah. Okay. All I ask of you is for the Saturday show. You get me that link so I can forward it to Luke Aikens early enough so I have time to get that to him. Got it. Okay, good. Yeah, no worries. Piece of cake. Piece of cake on that one, brother. Uh, now, you mentioned Buccaneers Camp. Hall of you Fame. Buccaneers Camp. Oh, go ahead. Real quick. You mentioned Buccaneers Camp. So, who are you going to get to taunt me this year? And Miles Jack won't be there. So, who's it going to be this year? Uh, Let's see. Last year, okay, yeah, last year I made my way around all three camps, folks, and had 
a ball, and it was great because even Miles Jack got into it, was able to tease. Uh, JT, what's up, JT? And, and Joe Jr. JT and Joe Jr., where are y'all at? Why are y'all not here right now? Why are y'all not here. supporting the Jags right they now? They should be here right they here with Miles Jack. They need to be Jack. in practice right now. They <laughs> <laughs> missed it. So it'll be interesting now when I go to camp over in Tampa. It'll be my second time. Uh, Hard Knocks is going to be there. You know, I'm right. going to try and get, hey, folks, one thing, understand this. I am not shy in the slightest bit. If there I'm is an opportunity, you know, if there is an opportunity for Jester to get his mug on hard knocks, trust me, I'm going to try. I'll be there. Hard, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. The blue beard plays on HBO, too, folks. It yes, plays it does. everywhere. Uh, it'll be in HD. That's what I like to, to see. And, uh, <laughs> or 4K. <clears throat> Oh, in particular, yeah, on my TV, uh, 4K. So um, now you you mentioned the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Go go yes. go ahead with that. I, I have my own opinion on that, but you started. Oh no, I was just saying it. Well, first off, that you know, it, it's a it's a special time because football, the preseason's kicking off. Uh, I, even though I, I find most preseason games to be a waste especially the football game for the uh, Hall of Fame. It really is usually a waste. Um, But uh, interesting class, interesting class this year. Interesting in in the sense that, uh, you know, we had Jerry Jones, we had a kicker, we had an owner, we had a kicker. You know, it was just an interesting, interesting mix of people. Uh, LT, the second LT, sorry. Right. Uh, went in, right. went into the hall, and uh, well, see, uh, well, we, what, what we could do is uh, separate the two. Since there's two LTs, what we'll do is uh, Lawrence Taylor of the Giants. We'll call him CLT, and then the other LT will just leave as LT. Uh, for and uh, no CLT. Uh, even though he's a giant, uh, it stands for coked out, uh, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, oh. So CLT. Well, yeah. Hey, uh, listen. Oh, uh, hey, there's a there's a JT in there too. Old Jason Taylor going in. Uh, yeah. Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis, yeah, very yeah. deserving. Uh, but here's my problem. They did that whole thing where they took the camera through all the bus, and to me, it looks like there's about seven thousand people in the Hall of Fame now. Um, Honestly, to me, at this point, the Hall of Fame is like watching uh, 205 Live on, uh, on WWE. It's a waste of time. Who cares? Uh, what do I get for them being in the Hall of Fame? I, I watch football to watch the sport and root, for, and root for teams. It doesn't do me any good if they put on a gold jacket. Why do I have to sit there and listen to them blather about it for 30 minutes at a time? Um, to me, it's a waste of time at this point. The Hall of Fame ceremony, eh. I'm a fan, but I just not anymore. I did enjoy baseball Hall of Fame just because he had to me Ivan Rodriguez, great speech. But some of these other guys up there, it's like, what are you guys talking about? Really? I mean, is CTE that prevalent in the NFL at this point? Because I have no clue what these guys are talking about. And these are guys that I watched growing up, so I still have no clue what they were talking about. Anyway, I'll leave that be. I digress. It's incredible, and I am – I'm the cranky, bitchy one. That's funny. 
I mean, you're sitting there, and, and what do I care that this guy made this his whole life, and he's being recognized as one of the best ever, whoever it but is. Now they put, if, they, if you're going to put Jerry freaking Jones in the Hall of Fame for owning a team, let's be realistic, how prestigious is it? He owned a team. Ooh, that's an accomplishment. Let's put him in the Hall of Fame. You know, get out of here. He didn't – yeah, you know, I agree with you there on that for sure. It loses its luster on that. And that has nothing to do with the Cowboys or anything else like that. It's – No. What has he done that really has changed the game? What? He built the big stadium with his yeah, – He built the big stadium and – his team hasn't been to the playoffs or hasn't won a playoff game in what, 20 years, 15, 20 so, years. So yeah, let's put, let's put him in the hall of fame. You know, I just stuff like that to me is what ruins it. You know, the other one is Bud Seeley going into baseball hall of fame. The guy that ran oh the steroid again. Oh my God. Get out of here. How the hell does that happen? How does <laughs> that man, that man caused it and then vilified it. All in the same right. administration. Unbelievable. So let's put him in and the baseball is, hall of fame for it. Yeah. And there he is in the how with the Howard names like Ruth or Demet, any of the greats. All the all the greats. All the greats. And there he is, the guy who literally has caused more asterisks than the New England Patriots have. <laughs> true story. So, you know, that's, that's, maybe I sound like a cranky bitch, but hey, to me, that ruins the credibility of the Hall of Fame, putting jackasses like that in the Hall of Fame. Again, like I said, I don't understand an owner, an owner or any administrator or anything like that going in, unless, again, they have done something to revolutionize the The sport how it's seen, how it's put, anything. Yeah, the revolution. It nothing changed created. because Jerry. Nothing it's changed. You know what changed? Gotta... You know what changed the winning tradition of the Cowboys? Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, he fired Tom Lynch, who's <laughs> one of the greatest coaches of all time. And, and let's be real, it wasn't Dallas Cowboys America's team with him. It was the Cartel Cowboys Columbia's team when this guy owned them. Let's be realistic. I mean, it's the kiss of death to be a defensive player for the Cowboys, even at this point, because you're going to get hit for something. The guy doesn't even control his own team, but let's put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, that, that's, that, I agree with you as far as that being a black mark on, on it. But for some of the players, like the real actual oh, players Davis, going in. Ladini, yeah. Tomlinson, good for yeah, them. Yeah, you're they talking about guys. The sport. Legendary you know, men. Just, Legendary. Please, you know, put an owner in the Hall of Fame. I was talking to uh, what's his name on Twitter today um, while he was doing the uh, parade. He was covering the parade. Uh, Nate Burleson. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, no, Nate's a good guy. Matter of fact, I've invited yes, him, and uh, he's. Uh, I invited him on one of the shark dives. Kind of challenged him, and uh, he actually <laughs> said he'd do it. He actually, no, he said he'd do it. So uh, uh, This I is the know. guy that made his living running 
slant patterns 10, 10 yards deep across the middle of the field with some of the safeties and middle linebackers in the NFL, so I don't think he's going to be too afraid to dive with Sharks. When, yeah, when, when there was no such thing as a defenseless receiver. Right. They laid his ass up like a Christmas tree on numerous occasions, but he held on to the ball every time. So, yeah, somebody, I don't think he's going to be too afraid. Somebody, somebody tell some of those receivers playing when Mr. Lott played about that whole defenseless oh. receiver thing. Yeah. And one thing I got to throw out there, Jester, before I before we go, a little congratulations yeah, yeah. and shout-out to Adrian Beltre getting his 3,000th hit last Sunday. I was in attendance for that. It was a nice moment for him. The Rangers should do the right thing and trade the guy to a contender. He needs a ring. Yeah, and he's been a class act about it. He didn't want to talk about it until he was in single uh, single digits left and uh, handled the whole thing. Absolutely fantastic. I thought the little uh, the thing where his kids ran past him, <laughs> and he went. He thought they were coming to him, and uh, he thought they were coming to him, and. The kids ran past him and, and out to the banner and took the uh, took the cover to the banner down and all that. I thought that was fantastic. Such good guy from everybody I've heard in the sport. Absolutely fantastic guy. Well, folks, definitely. <laughs> JT, thanks, man. Another great show. Yes, sir. I'll see you. I'll see you Wednesday. Yes, you As will. always, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesday, FXE and all that's good stuff, you know. But right now, this has been Star Wars. Just as mind checks. Cap, better percentage than Newton. Cutler, better percentage than Cap. Tannehill, completion percentage up there with Brady and Wilson. Come on. Look at the show. And Sharks. And sharks. Folks, I am a fantasy jester. Look, I am. If you had out one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment.